Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I am here with Ashley from Ashley Bella Astrology. Um, I'm very excited to have her on here we connected through Instagram, all the virtual worlds out there, and we discovered that we did the same astrology school and did the same like conscious business school, and there's lots of connections there. Um, she is a Scorpio with a Pisces moon and Sag rising. I will pass it off to her to introduce herself, but today we're going to dive into a lot of things that have to do with the 12th house. Pisces, Neptunian vibes, because we both share that sort of um, those themes in our charts. Hey, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited that we met. Um, I'm excited that, um, you know, through when I, I think it was actually when I was in the business school that um, you were, you were doing a interview um, with our, our mentor. And I was like, oh my gosh, another astrologer. And then, and then the fact that we got to, you know, we met and we had some conversations. It's just, it's so great to have that, that connection and that community. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, like you said, I am an astrologer. My name is Ashley, I'm the owner of Ashley Bella Astrology. Um, and how did I get into this? Well, I have been, um, like you said, we both went to the same um, school for astrology. So we have a lot of our network. Uh, we share a lot in common with our network. Um, I started my practice in 2021. And then uh, I know we're kind of going to get into this as we talk through my chart, but true to um, uh, a Saturn square form, I, <laughs> I it wouldn't be a Saturn square without some pretty momentous or monumentous change. So I started my full-time practice pretty much right when that square started. So it's been, it's been quite an amazing um, last year and a half with that. So, yeah. So yeah, I guess I'll dive right into the square if you want to. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. So um, you have Saturn and Sag at mm -hmm. zero degrees. And then I see it in your first house, but you might see it in the in the 12th, depending how you look at it. Huh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, having it be zero degrees, you have like a few critical degrees, you have zero and 29. And they're like, right beside each other there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. And it has been such a learning and so um, oh, just I would say empowering learning about those specific placements, the having my son at 29 degrees, having Saturn at zero degrees, um, them on top of each other. Those two, um, my gosh, they're, they're such big players for me in my life. But having Saturn at zero, I, I have themes of both Scorpio and um, Sagittarius with it being at that zero 
um, degree mark, some things of shutting, you know, letting go and shutting the door on, on Scorpio themes. Um, but then at the same time, leading me into my destiny, my purpose, what I'm here for, um, also my rising sign of Sagittarius. So there's a lot of the Scorpio themes and Sagittarian themes. A lot of the, the themes with Sat, uh, Saturn is that um, we get we get younger as we get older. Um, and as, as you age and you progress and you learn the lessons, um, you become friends with Saturn. Uh, it gets easier and more rewarding if you are doing, doing your, your Saturn work. Um, and so for me, it's really been a lot of kind of letting go of old Scorpio tendencies and stepping into the wonderful realm of Sagittarius being, being more carefree, being more optimistic and blunt and carefree. And I just have learned how to kind of embody that part of me and those lessons of um, learning more about, you know, boundaries from, you know, from a water side to a fire side um, and using my voice and letting my interests just take me where I want to go. And instead of kind of hiding out um, and letting my emotions kind of the fear, Saturn, I think has a lot to do with fear and in kind of some control and definitely Scorpio does that as well. So learning to live from, you know, more of that lighter heart led energy where my interests take me has been a big, big lesson uh, learning for me yeah and then because you have a good amount of sag I mean are you finding I almost whenever I see this I say like what are you teaching right now or like what are you learning right now and that is oh wow I love that question because that's such a big theme for me right now um with this Saturn square that I I am in is um, is starting to embody that role of the teacher. So I have really, through my astrology practice, I've I've primarily done one-on-one, um, -on -one, um, you know, inter not interviews, but one-on-one -on -one readings, but I'm starting to really get more into teaching. And I'm actually working right now through this time frame, birthing out my first online course and teaching my, you know, my own course in astrology. And it's all about, using your birth chart to using it as a reference tool, a self-awareness tool to, to help you in whatever situations you're in. You, we all have this blueprint. We all have our planets that we can call on. They all have their strengths and, and we chose them for a reason. So I've created this course now, which will be launching in a, in a couple of weeks here um, to help you really embody your astrology. So the teacher in me is really starting to take center stage. <laughs> That's so exciting though. It is. That's it's a lot of work, but it's, yes. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's letting that, you know, letting the learning, it's learning a whole new tool. It's learning a whole new, you know, side of the business world, um, you know, setting up your own course and websites and marketing and you know you know all these things it's like it's it's a totally different muscle but it is it's completely addictive <laughs> yeah 
And then are you going to live teach or will it be like pre-recorded or both? It'll be this. So this course will be pre-recorded. Um, so yes, I, I imagine in the future course, uh, courses that I, I create, I'll do definitely get into the live realm. Um, but this, this first initial course, everything will be pre-recorded, learn, learn at your own pace. That's, that's actually how I got started with learning astrology is I did, um, a version. My first course was, um, was in a learn on your own with the pre-recorded videos. And so that was how I dipped my toe in the water. So I was like, all right, well, this is what I know. So I'm going to, I'm going to go this route and we'll see, let, let it blossom to where it needs to go. I did the same thing. I did Deborah's interview oh, or no, yeah. I did that and I was like, let me see how I like this. And I just taught myself the stuff. Yeah. Yep. Same. (laughs) I don't know if you found this, the more that I, like I've started to teach astrology, the more I've wanted to like learn about how people learn and then how can I bring astrology into that? So then whenever I have like a live group of students or whenever I'm explaining something, I look at someone's mercury and I change what I'm saying to help them better understand it. Love that. That's, that's exactly the essence of like truly um, embodying what that, you know, planet, that planet position is um, because that is, that is that person's point of view. It's, it's um, yeah, that's a great, great take on, on that. Yeah. There, it happened. Cause one day I was like, I didn't realize this, but I was teaching three mercury and fire signs. And then I have Mercury and Taurus and I was like, you can't teach how you want to do it. You have to be different. I had to give activities and stuff and like, I had to keep them engaged. So (laughs) yes. Mm -hmm. And then that, yeah, that brings me to your Mercury and Sag and then it being retrograde. So I've seen this a few times in charts, but how does the retrograde aspect of it affect your, I guess, I don't I would say daily life or even your like um, mindset process of working through things. Yeah. So a Mercury and Sag, when I see, you know, in a chart and obviously that's one aspect and there's, there's so many things that go into it, but when you just look at Mercury and Sag, it's a fire sign, right? So like that brings in this essence of like, being a little bit more outspoken and bold and curious and having an active mind that's that's entertaining and and just wants to be entertained and be adventurous for me there's a couple things with my mercury and i've really studied this a lot because this was one of the things not the thing but one of the things i really wanted was found interesting about astrology is i wanted an answer to this is to why i i thought the way i thought and mercury being in retrograde my mind is not as like what I would call quick, like a a fire sign mind. Mine is more internal and it takes longer um, for me to really connect what's in my brain to what's coming out of my mouth. I am more of a processor than, you know, what I would say a typical blunt Sagittarius would be of just letting everything flow out. I take it in first and I let it marinate and I think about it before I I speak. Now that also probably has a lot to do with, you know, in Placidus, my Mercury is in the 12th house. So that, that 12th house 
things go in there and sometimes you don't know where they go. It's hidden. It's kind of hard to, planets don't like being in there um, because it is, it's foggy and it's, it's Neptunian. So it makes things not like so crisp and clear and loud as, you know, a traditional or on, you know, one aspect of Mar or um, Mercury in Sag. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, Mercury's right on your, well, it's like right beside your ascendant. Mm -hmm. I find I always connect with people that have Mercury on the ascendant. I don't know what that is, but um, is, I mean, is communication a big part of, well, I mean, I know it's a big part of your business. You're like working with people, you know, the Mm -hmm. one-to-one. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercury there, I think there's a lot with having Mercury on the way that I was taught about Mercury is this is a kind of a a really a place that Mercury really enjoys to be. Um, it's kind of like a magical placement for Mercury because it is about exchange. It's about your outward personality and and how people meet you. And Mercury l- likes that that ability to interface and having it having it next to your rising sign. And for me, it's a, above my um, rising. So if it's in the twelfth house, it's like both in the outside world and in the inside world. And so it's like really having, finding this joy or highest expression here, but it also is like managing this fluidity of like consciousness, um, being, being our mind and our active mind. It's, um, it's a lot with navigating the inside world and, and the outside world. And so it brings out like a, an active, um, imagination. Um, that's, that's really how I, I kind of, uh, I bring that to life is like, how do I like control my consciousness from going off into like the, the 12th house and bring it back into being more stable and like, um, being in this realm and trusting and accepting the reality of what things are in the real world. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then I'll just bring it to the 12th house now. Cause that's what I yeah. really want to talk about yeah. um, is, um, so yeah, your son and Venus are both in the 12th house. My son and Venus are also both in the 12th house in a different <laughs> sign, but yeah. Um, and then you also have yourself node there and Pluto. So you got a lot going on. Um, I guess how I, okay, how do I want to phrase this? Because mm-hmm. with the sun in the 12th, like with my chart in Placidus, it's mm-hmm. in the 11th. Okay. Sun and Venus, but I connect much more deeply with it being in the 12th, like the hiding away, being yeah. more introverted, just yeah. like not wanting to engage with the outside world because it's like way too overstimulating sometimes. And just like you pick up people's energy and then you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. And so I don't know if you feel that way as well, or like things that you, I guess, learn to do to like almost manage the energetic boundaries with all that 12th house stuff. Yeah. I mean that the 12th house and, and you and I both share a Pisces moon as well. So that 12th house being ruled by Pisces, there is a extremely, and having our sons there, like our main, <laughs> the main player in our charts, having those in the 12th house, it is truly, um, 
brings out that that sensitivity in us the sensitivity to our our environments um all things um really um and I don't know about you and your experience with the 12th house, but I've always been fascinated with themes of um, the unseen and spirituality and mediumship and uh, crossing over different realms and the just the embracement of like interdimen- interdimensional realms and really leaning on spirit guides and intuition and really connecting of, with like real compassion and soul related manners. I think a strong 12th house being, you know, that Piscean energy is like, yeah, the outside world is, is harsh. And so I absolutely, I have a lot of water in my chart too, but I absolutely am a, um, a hidden creature. I need downtime. I need to, I need privacy. I need to, I don't know if it's, you know, I'm a, it's not that I'm afraid to speak what's truly on my mind, but you kind of notice that maybe not everyone's talking about the same things that you're talking about. Maybe, you know, they don't remember that we all came where we all came from. And so it's um, kind of the secrecy and, and kind of holding in a lot of secrets. Um, that's definitely been my experience with my 12th house. Yes, that's a good way to put it with like the secret. Sometimes I even like, I have thoughts and say things when people are like, how do you know this much about astrology? And I'm like, well, I've studied it, but I think I'm like remembering it from like past lives. Like I can't say that to just about anybody, only certain, I guess, situations Um, or even um, I like uh, with like dreams and things like that. And I find a lot of people who come to me for readings also Mm -hmm. experience a lot of like vivid dreams and then I feel like there's this I don't know you you go to find people who also are almost like hidden in a way and then you feel like more open to share those things um but yeah definitely what what you said about the um the other realms and the yeah for me it comes through a lot in like dream dream realm but um I could sleep for like 12 hours I don't know like I know 12th house is like sleep I just like I escape through that like I just will sleep but then I feel like the dream realm or the things that come through the messages are sometimes more inviting than like the if that makes sense but yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) um it's yeah it's a it's a easier way to tap in is through that unconscious time of of dreams I have that same um I am I need sleep like I I am a go to bed I need like at least 10 hours of sleep like I I'm just I don't function well some people know like my husband he needs like maybe three four hours of sleep he's fine I could never do that I could sleep for days (laughs) yes yes I'm totally the same way and I feel like there's a um a thing where that's like not normal but I feel like when you have a lot of 12th house stuff you're not living in like the normal world you're gonna just do things sort of your own way um and then I want to ask what different sorts of like energy practices do you do or like intuitive practices to kind of I guess click higher with the 12th house but like your south node is there So then I want to say, like, what do you also do to balance it with the North Node and the, or would it be North Node and South Node in the 
six and 12 on your church house. Yeah. It's six and 12 in whole house. Um, so our whole sign, um, I, you can get lost in the 12th house. You can get lost there. There is, um, a lot of, of escapism. This is, you know, where, drugs and alcohol live it it is something that in my experience like I can I can get lost and ungrounded if I let myself get too far away I have to find grounding thankfully I do have Saturn on my son um so that I I you know helps me to to kind of stay on task or push me hey you got your north node in, over there in Taurus why don't you go <laughs> go walk in the woods or something like make sure that you are coming back to this reality um because that has been something that i have definitely had to cultivate and learn um it's not comfortable for me is to do the earth things do the grounding things um you know do you know balance the checkbook and 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 think about you know all all, all the earth things cleaning organizing i would much rather go and escape to the 12th house and live in my dream world. I much more prefer to live there most of the time anyway. That's where I like to escape. That's where I go when I'm meditating and and when I am, you know, channeling, you know, some my guides or 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 in in that kind of awake dream state where I where I do receive, you know, messages and information. Like I I would much prefer to live there. Um but in order to kind of be obviously be successful here, I've had to learn to find ritual, find ritual in the earth things, um, stick to schedule, stick to make myself a schedule so that I follow it. Otherwise I could float around. Like I could, I could be completely um, interested in one thing, interested in another, and I could get nothing done. So learning to ground myself through routine and ritual is is really essential um to make sure that I keep my feet on the ground and my head in the stars. <laughs> yes. And I love that you say ritual. Like routine is the word, but ritual makes it sound more, I guess, flowy than wealth house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a ritual. I got that. I'd love to do a ritual. Um routine, no, but um yeah, it it is and it's it's a you know, having my North node in Taurus, that is, has been something that I have consciously through astrology, of course. And once you know, that's what your, your key, you know, to enlightenment is it's consciously, okay, I, I came here to learn to do this earth work. I came here to be grounded. I came here to slow down. I came here to, you know, do all these, um, Tauren themes. Um, but when you you consciously start cultivating it, you really do start to see the magic in, in living your astrology, embodying it, um, being that true reflection of, of that blueprint that you came here with. Yes. The embodying of it is, is such a big thing. Um, and then, as you're talking, I get so many questions that come in and out of my head. And then I'm just like, okay, which one do I want to ask? Which one oh, I forgot what I was going to do. And I can like feel, I don't know if you experience this when you're talking about a certain astrological energy, it comes through. And yes. um, yeah, like I was, I I recorded a forecast the other day and I was talking about like the last Mercury retrograde of the year. And I'm like stumbling over my words talking about it. And I'm like, why am I channeling this? So why like, am I calling this on now? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah but um I'm really big on the moon 
being a mm. cancer rising. And so my ruler is my Pisces moon. So um, I, I'm curious if you have a certain like moon day, like whenever the moon's in whatever sign that you feel like is more helpful in the grounding or even that keeps you more into the channeling like for me being Pisces moon I love Pisces moon days I feel like I have high energy Mm -hmm. whenever the moon is in Virgo I've learned that I have to listen to the intuitive downloads that come through and then I just like follow what it says and then it works yes I have mixed feelings on other moon days as well but I don't know if you have some that you like love or hate or anything. I, like that. I do. I, um, I tend to be very in any water moon. Um, I tend to have a lot of focus and comfortability Scorpio. T- uh, I, I get a lot of peace. Um, when the moon is in Scorpio, I just feel like I am in my vibe when the moon is there. Pisces creative. I know when the moon is in Pisces, that's when I get out my paints, get out my markers and just, just let let the my intuition flow um i definitely try to channel or you know just tap into um through my meditations during those times because i feel i feel that other realm so close during those moons i have as as i have um you know learned more with astrology and and met others through their moon signs i really learned to appreciate and and go with the flow of where the moon is whatever she, whatever sign that she's in i try to take the best of of what that energy is offering up to me and and using that you know to my advantage and following that um you know some days like I'm like oh i have so much to do but oh maybe i should wait till like an aries moon or something and and just knock it out of the park i know i'm going to have energy um to do it when the moon is in aries um I would say, yeah, fire moons and earth moons or fire moons and water moons. I feel the most connected with, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what about when the moon's in Sagittarius? Is that like, a you feel that power come through because it's your first house or. I feel the fun come through when the moon is in Sagittarius. I usually want to have a party. I want to do something social. I want to do something not so serious and have a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just had to ask about the moons because I'm always like fascinated, of course, by the moons, but it's been my yeah. thing that I'm really tapping into now. I love it. So. Um, oh, that was my next thing I was going to ask. It like escapes me and then it comes right back. It's um, your, the stuff that you've shared about the, um, cause I think they're beautiful, the astrology and art. Yeah. And yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, that's such like a Pisces moon thing coming through. I like love to see it, but yeah. And that was, I, I do believe that birthed on a Pisces moon. So I do a series that I call astrology and art, um, where I, I've always wanted to do this. I've always been into the art world. I've always drawn and actually went my, my first degree was an interior design. So I, I, I have a, a, um, an artistic inclination and I just, I love to create, I'm a, a creator. That's my kind of archetype. I love to create beauty in the world. And so I, 
I love astrology, but I was like, I need some other outlet on those days where I don't feel like, you know, doing the earth work. Like, how can I express myself, express, you know, astrology, my love for it in a different form. And, and then I came to me to do this, just do astrology and art series where you, you know, create your own visual representation of the archetypes. Now my dream, I guess, um, ultimately would be to, to make my own, whether that be a book or my own like Oracle card series, astrology study cards, something, um, to help others learn astrology, um, through my artwork. I think that would be amazing to do. So as I'm building this kind of astrology and art series, I'm swirling away my designs. So one day you might see them as, as something. Um, and then I also birthed another um, astrology and art series where I just create art based on charts. I was inspired by um, a, a baby coming Earthside, and I wanted a, to create a gift, something um, for them. And I thought, well, let me take their birth chart and make it a make it art. And um, I incorporated, you know, um, kind of their big three archetype and in, in the the big transits that happened in on that day or for their natal charts. And, and it was is, yeah, it was extremely um, satisfying. And I love the way that it, it turned out. So yeah, I'm glad that you like that. I love doing it. I feel like it really comes through too that it's like a passion. Mm-hmm. And then, um, in your chart, you have the your midheaven as Libra. Mm-hmm. And so I just immediately pull the artist vibes to that too. And then it's like ruled by Venus and Scorpio in the 12th. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you do like when you're like alone and then it comes through and just it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a yeah, that's a, a good connection there. Well, that, I would say that is one of the positions though. So I have Libra uh, midheaven, but then I have Mars sitting there. Yeah. And so that has been one that I have had to really having um, Mars and Libra for me is kind of a love, a love hate relationship. Um, because I think Libra in itself is a lot like um, Pisces in that you know, they want to they want love and and it is about love and 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 in two different forms the other and then unconditional but then you have mars there which is this like assertive masculine uh energy and it's like oh my gosh i just want to partner so hard i want to partner so hard with everyone and i want everyone to get along so much and then being a sensitive pisces it's like oh i feel everyone's energy and how do i make everybody like me and how do i how do i you know, how am I putting on and uh, my, my own show to like, make, make sure everybody likes me, make sure everybody's happy. <laughs> like Mars in, in, in Libra um, uh, has been uh, an interesting, <laughs> interesting placement for me. I'll say that. Yeah. I have my progressed Mars in Libra. I don't okay. know. I don't know when it pro- progressed. It's at like a few degrees. And okay. I found that as I've gotten older, I'm like, please, no conflict. Everyone, let's get along. I want peace and harmony, quiet time, like everyone, no fighting. Like conflict scares me so much. I'm like, yeah. I will run from it. I like don't want to, don't want to face it. So I, I think that's, that is that Mars and Libra, like no conflict, harmony at all costs. Um, 
but also I think that's Pisces too. You know, like Pisces doesn't doesn't want to have any any conflict. No, I'll just like swim in the different direction. I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. And then I say with the all the 12th house, I can like just make myself disappear almost from things. That yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had this weird thought one day of like when I was younger, you know, when you would um like I don't know if you did this, everyone picks like a super power they wish they had. I was always yeah. invisible, just making me invisible. invisible. Yeah. <laughs> what would I have thought? Hmm. I can't remember what I thought. Invisible is probably definitely, probably, is that even a word? Probably, definitely. Um, what I would have picked too. Or like the reading other people's minds thing. But, yeah. But oh yeah. Now, sure. that I'm, now that I'm older, I'm like, I really don't want to go into other people's minds and what they're thinking. But. Like, oh, this is that boundaries thing that I really don't want that energy. I don't want to know what you're doing. I don't want to even no, don't come with me. Come at me with that. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um is there anything else that we can talk about with the 12th house Pisces Neptunian vibes I mean we haven't touched on Neptune but you have Neptune and Capricorn at two degrees I have Neptune and Capricorn at 29 degrees and like at the very end of it um what What's your take on Neptune and Capricorn? This is me just being curious because I've never, like I have this and I, I have yeah. a way to describe it to people, but it's always confused me. But I feel like that's the point sometimes. <laughs> These, all those words you're saying, yes. The confusion <laughs> that eludes me, um, it is true. And I think I was, um, I, I was looking at this the other day and and doing just kind of some more studying on, on Neptune and where Neptune shows up in your chart is where you tend to be like misunderstood or you can't express yourself in that area of life. And so for me in Capricorn, it's a very interesting position because it's like, okay, I have, I have, um, it's ruler right next to my son, like Saturn sits right next to my son. So Capricorn should be an energy that I like really identify with. But it is very hard for me to to connect with. It's very hard for me to embody Capricorn themes. It's very bizarre. Um, but I, obviously, the chart shows why twelfth house and Neptune sitting there. It makes it, you know, it it makes it hard to 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 grasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think in both systems it's no, I guess in Placidus, it's in the first house in, um, whole sign it's in the second house. Mm -hmm. So even just both of those for me, having Neptune sitting there, it's like one, I'm either people, um, misunderstand me. Um, they, I don't feel like I come across in as like how I want someone else to view me. It is like, I have to kind of project or almost like over project how I want someone to see me but it doesn't actually like I can never quite get there it's very elusive in like how I present myself or my how people receive me is not how I how I feel I am to be like should be received if that makes sense um 
And so that's interesting. The other, um, other Neptunian theme for me is that right now, Neptune has been sitting on my moon for since 21, was it 21? Yeah. Um, passing over, growing back, going over, like just living on top of my moon. So having a Pisces moon already, and then having Neptune sitting there, I can definitely say there's been kind of some I, once Neptune entered that field of my moon um, realm, um, that's really what kicked off my, I would say, like spiritual awakening. Like 2021, things went like hardcore into this this spiritual world that that I'm that I've just jumped into, um, completely accelerated by that um, Neptune transit conjunct my moon. I don't know if you've experienced, what's your moon? Because you're, you're Pisces moon. What's your degree? 11. Oh, so you're long, long past. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not as focused as I am now with yeah. astrology, but yeah. like my whole life was like, my mom was going through her spiritual awakening when I was like 10. So my mom and I have like a, a lot of connections with astrology and other stuff but okay. um, I had my first Reiki treatment when I was like 10 and I have memories of her like with crystals falling out of her bra she had them in there for protection and I was like what's going on and then she's like here you can have one like keep it in your pocket or like put it in your backpack for school so that that could have been when Neptune was going over my moon and I was introduced to things through her and yeah. then like I'm off on my own journey and I'm teaching her things. It's like a cool, it's a cool thing, but yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's I bet. I bet if you look, that would be what was happening. I'm going to look <laughs> after this to see when <laughs> it was at 11 or like nine to like 13. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was going to say with the, the, what you're saying about the not being like received from. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is just a Pisces moon thing or I have Neptune at 29 Capricorn. So it's like opposite my ascendant, which is cancer 26. So wow. I, I always thought it was like, oh, I like connect with people and then I see one thing and then they like reveal things. And it was like an illusion sometimes that's happened. Yeah. But then, um, I don't know, recently somebody was like, I don't know I was they're like where do you go and I'm like what do you mean like sometimes I think with my facial expression I'm just like I just go off somewhere so I give across this like like la la land expression sometimes because it's like opposing my ascendant I don't know but the thing with people like projecting stuff onto me and I don't know if you feel that it's like so difficult to deal with like <laughs> I don't I don't fully and that's why I try I always have my crystals I do all the stuff with the boundaries yeah. but it is really because I, I never know what people are getting from me. So I just, I try not to think about it and I just like yeah. do stuff, but it's, yeah, it's like, you're like a different version to everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It, it's, it's so sensitive like that. So we are more attuned to, I don't know if it's wanting others to see us in a different way. Um, but it's definitely sensitivity in, in, in how we, we then change who we are based on, um, 
you know, based on who's in the room, but that Capricorn having that in Capricorn, it's almost like though having this desire to find authority or stabilization through spirituality, through, um, yeah, through themes, Neptunian themes of bringing the dream life into reality is such a, a bonus of, of having that placement is Capricorn wants to help, help keep Neptune's, you know, feet on the ground. So that ability to dream practical dreamer, being the practical dreamer, the aspect it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as, you know, you, you acknowledge and do it because <laughs> with all the Pisces in, in 12th house energy, it's easy to not, um, but that ability to have some practicality, um, maybe that also like opens up to, you know, a comfortability or acceptance of all things woo woo unseen is putting more of a being the authority in that field and showing, um, what it, what, what, uh, Neptune can be like, um, in a more professional setting. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. I love to like do goal setting, but I connect it to my transits or so I feel like that's kind of how it blends or like I have my to-do list, but I have it based on like what the planet ruler of the day is. So it's like, Got it. Yeah. Not like planning, but make it fun because it mm-hmm. can be so boring. And to me, Capricorn stuff is boring, but it's like how to make it, I don't know, make it a little more fun and exciting or missed or to me, the fun is the woo. So I don't know if that's the, yeah, but yeah, it's like, instead of routine, it's ritual. It's, yeah. <laughs> that, that needs to be the uh, title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's ritual. Okay. And then um, how I like to sort of end off the episodes is I always say advice from, uh, and then I insert the sign here. So what advice do you have as a Scorpio? As a Scorpio, my advice is trust in your inner strength and wisdom. Um, Don't don't allow, um, or not don't allow, but trust in your inner strength and wisdom and the power that you have inside. Don't ever doubt that power you have inside. It's always there. Um, don't forget that and don't neglect it either. Um, as a Scorpio, there is a, as a Scorpio Pisces, there's a tendency to, one not not want to share um and that's okay if you don't if you don't want to share kind of the the shadow aspects but um embracing your shadow don't neglect your shadow use that as your inner power your inner strength um cuz there's so much magic in that and um yeah find your inner magic said the scorpio Okay. Love that. And then uh, do you want to, I'll link everything in the show notes, but do you want to share how people can find you and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, my Instagram is Ashley Bell Astrology. 
on my website. Um, it's ashleybellastrology.com. And just like I was saying earlier, I will be launching a new course here called Embody Your Astrology. So if you follow me on Instagram, I will definitely be teasing that out as soon as I, I get that buttoned up and ready to go. Um, I also have a podcast. Uh, it's called Bell Astrology. And you can find that one on Spotify, but everything is in my bio on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you can find everything there. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode. Mm -hmm.